This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And whenever a building is constructed, you usually have an architect who draws a blueprint. And that blueprint serves as the pattern, as the guide, as the model for those who are to build the building. And a building is not well erected without a good, sound, and solid blueprint. Now each of you is in the process of building the structure of your life. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodyness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. In your life's blueprint, you must have, as a basic principle, the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. Once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. And I say to you, my young friends, that doors are opening to each of you. Doors of opportunity are opening to each of you that were not open to your mothers and to your fathers. And the great challenge facing you is to be ready to enter these doors as they open. Ralph Waldo Emerson, the great essayist, said in a lecture back in 1871 that if a man can write a better book or preach a better sermon or make a better mousetrap than his neighbor, even if he builds his house in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to his door. That hadn't always been true, but it will become increasingly true. So I would urge you to study hard, to burn the midnight oil. I would say to you, don't drop out of school, and I understand all of the sociological reasons 
why we often drop out of school. But I urge you, in spite of your economic plight, in spite of the situation that you are forced to live so often with intolerable conditions, stay in school. And when you discover what you're going to be in life, set out to do it as if God Almighty called you at this particular moment in history to do it. And just don't set out to do a good Negro job, but do a good job that anybody could do. Don't set out to be just a good Negro doctor, a good Negro lawyer, a good Negro school teacher, a good Negro preacher, a good Negro barber, a beautician, uh, a good Negro skilled laborer. Or if you set out to do that, you have already flunked your matriculation exam for entrance into the University of Integration. Set out to do a good job and do that job so well that the living, the dead, or the unborn couldn't do it any better. Falls your lot to be a street sweeper. Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metro Metropolitan Opera. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley. But be the best little scrub on the side of the real. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by signs that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. We always, we already have some noble examples of black men and black women who demonstrated to us that human nature cannot be cataloged. They and their own lives have walked through long and desolate nights of oppression and yet they've risen up and plunged against cloud-filled nights of affliction new and blazing stars of inspiration. And so from an old slave cabin of Virginia's hills, Booker T. Washington rose up to be one of America's great leaders. He lit a torch in Alabama, and darkness fled in that setting. Yes, you should know this because it's in your own city, from a poverty-stricken area. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Marin Anderson rose up to 
be the world's greatest contralto so that a Toscanini could say that a voice like this comes only once in a century and Sibelius of Finland could say my roof is too low for such a voice in the red hills of Gordon County, Georgia and the arms of a mother who can neither read nor write Roland Hayes rose up to be one of the world's great singers and carried his melodious voice into the palaces and mansions of kings and queens from crippling circumstances. There came a George Washington Carver to carve for himself an imperishable niche in the annals of science. There was a star in the diplomatic sky, and then came Ralph Bunce, the grandson of a slave preacher, and he reached up and grabbed it and allowed it to shine in his life with all of its scintillating beauty. There was a star in the athletic sky. And then came Jackie Robinson in his day and Willie Mays in his day with their powerful bats and their calm spirits. Then came Jesse Owens with his fleet and dashing feet. Then came Joe Lewis and Muhammad Ali with an educated fist. All of them came to tell us that we can be somebody and to justify the conviction of the poet Fleecy locks and black complexion cannot forfeit nature's claim. Skin may differ, but affection dwells in black and white the same. And if I were so tall as to reach the pole, or to grasp the ocean at a span, I must be measured by my soul. The mind is the standard of the man. Finally, Finally, in your life's blueprint, must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Don't allow anybody to pull you so low as to make you hate them. Don't allow anybody to cause you to lose your self-respect to the point that you do not struggle for justice. However young you are, you have a responsibility to seek to make your nation a better nation in which to live. You have a responsibility to seek to make life better for everybody. And so you must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Now in this struggle for freedom and justice, there are many constructive things that we all can do and that we all must do. And we must not give ourselves to those things which will not solve our problems. You've heard the word non-violent and you've heard the word violent. I believe in non-violence. We struggle with this method with young people and adults alike. 
all over the South, and we have won some significant victories, and we've got to struggle with it all over the North because the problems are as serious in the North as they are in the South. But I believe as we struggle with these problems, we've got to struggle with them with a method that can be militant, at the same time does not destroy life or property. And so our slogan must not be burn, David, burn. It must be build, David, build. Yes, our slogan must be Learn, baby, learn, so that we can earn, baby, earn. And with a powerful commitment, I believe, that we can transform dark yesterdays of injustice into bright tomorrows of justice and humanity. Let us keep going toward the goal of selfhood, toward the realization of the dream of brotherhood, and toward the realization of the dream of understanding goodwill. Let nobody stop us. I close by quoting once more the man that the young lady quoted, that magnificent black bard who has now passed on, Langston Hughes. One day he wrote a poem entitled Mother to Son, the mother didn't always have her grammar right, but she uttered words of great symbolic profundity. Well, son, I'll tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stat, it's had tact in it. Boards torn up places, but no carpet on the floor, bare. But all the time, I've been a climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So boy, don't you stop now. Don't you sit down on the steps cause you find this kind of hard. But I'm still going, boy. I still climb. And life for me ain't been no crystal stair. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal stair. But we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know the impact on what Martin Luther King just said had on you just this moment. But I want to reiterate and bring back to the light that gracious or that greatly poem by Langston Hughes of Mother to Son, because I believe it's so powerful, so current and so relevant. Well, son, I'll tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal air. It's hard tacks in it, splinters, boards torn up, and places with no carpet on the floor, bare. 
But all the time, I've been a climbing and reaching lands and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there's been no light. So boy, don't turn back. Don't sit down on the steps because you find it's kind of hard. Don't you fall now. For I seen you're going, honey. I still are climbing. And life for me ain't been no crystal stare. Today's episode is entitled The Blueprint. Don't allow life to pass you by and become phenomenal. Again, the blueprint. Don't allow life to pass you by, but become phenomenal. You like how I remixed that? I want to say before we get started, well, we're already started. Make sure if you're listening on the YouTube channel, share this content. Hit subscribe. Click that thumbs up. Show me some love. Matter of fact, even leave me a comment. Tell me what your thoughts are. If you're listening on the podcast, on on your favorite podcast uh, station, please subscribe. Click the five star. If they got 10 star, click all of those stars. Now it's it's time for me to get to work and unpack this. Let's go. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up. As always, thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means Ed. You know the model. What we live by here, bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. A quote that's resonating with us here by Bob Marley. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Also a foundation that we live by here. Living means doing what you love to do, even if you have to fall to get back up. This is a hot show today, family. You already know I got one question and two thought-provoking statements. This is all inspired by MLK. First question, what is in your blueprint? What is in your blueprint? First thought-provoking statement, becoming somebody. Becoming somebody. And the last thought-provoking statement, rejection and failure. Rejection and failure. As I stated, this is going to be a hot one. Make sure you hit that like. Please, you subscribe. That's all. That's all free. Free of charge. You don't even get charged for that. Share this information with someone that's going through something. Let's get to work. You see, family, with the title of this episode, The Blueprint, which, as you can tell, inspired by Martin Luther King, 
and don't allow life to pass you by but become phenomenal, the reason why this so poignant and it's so on point is because a lot of times in life, family, I'm guilty of it, you're guilty of it, that we get caught up in life twisting turns. See, that's why I love that poem, Mother to Son by Langston Hughes, because the mother illustrated that life is not going to be fair. She illustrated that life is going to twist and turn you around. Life is going to put you in a position to test you. But if you sit down and get comfortable, you may get too comfortable that you may not want to get back up and fight. It's not fair, family. I'm here to testify. I'm here to tell you the truth. Well, my truth, that is, because everybody's truth is different. You see, what I also, what also arrested my attention was the fact of how you must have, to, you have to go out and go get it. You have to, I was listening to uh, P. Diddy, Sean Combs, Puffy, when he was talking about some of the mantras that he said that he has, like lock in. I love that lock in. That means basically what I got out of it, I put my own thought around it and I said that just basically means is that you have to focus or go after the thing that you said that you wanted to do. And once the buzz or the dopamine rush has left the building, can you still go after that thing? That reminds me of a story I just recently read from one of the books that I always share with you as far as um, that's a good inspirational book by uh, Barry, I mean, excuse me, Barry Powell, the 99 inspirational stories. He told a story where he said a company announced a job opening position of a telegraph operator. Two days later, 10 applicants were waiting in a large room, noisy hall in front of the personal manager's office for the job interview. A young man among them, like the others, he filled out a form that he was given and sat down to wait. He saw the secretaries and clerks coming and going and heard a telegraph clacking, clacking in the background. A couple minutes later, this man stood up, crossed the room, and walked to the door of the manager's office. He knocked on the door, then walked right in. The other applicants were shocked by his rude attitude. They talked among themselves, all agreeing that this man would be definitely disqualified even before his interview started. Ten minutes passed and the man came out of the office, escorted by the personal manager who announced, <laughs> thank you guys for coming. The position has already been filled. The applicants were confused. Matter of fact, one man spoke up and said, sir, we don't understand this. All of us have been waiting for much longer than him, yet we never had a chance of an interview. The manager replied, yes, indeed, all of you have been sitting here for more than an hour. All this time, the telegraph has been ticking out one message. Dear applicant, come right in so we can start the interview. Man, that's powerful. Again, that's by Barry Powell, 99 Inspired Stories. Reason why that is powerful is because that was a opportunity of being proactive instead of reactive. You see, that's why it addresses what what Martin Luther King was saying about becoming somebody also the importance of the blueprint when he addressed of 
making sure that you stay in school. See, staying in school, I didn't get the same perspective of staying in school as far as a formal education. I am talking more of a informal education. Well, what do you mean, ED, an informal education? See, an informal education is that wisdom or life lessons of things that you've been through. See, an informal education is saying that, you know what, I'm going to go on Udemy or I'm going to go on any of these type of training platforms, I want to learn how to do Excel or I want to learn how to do, um, you know, Instagram or YouTube, or I want to learn how to be a marketer. I'm going to invest in this. See, that's informal training. That is training that you're not going to get from a from a school. See, a lot of times where in, in, in education, they give you a lot of formal education of theories of what's it going to be like. But in the real world, you have to be able to take that information and apply it. And that's the that's the wrong. That's what was wrong sometimes in the education system is that they don't provide the information that you can apply and start using right away is great information. I won't I won't I won't discredit it in a way of saying that don't go to college because college does teach you a lot of things as far as learning how to study, learning how to focus, learning how to be able to put together a presentation and be able to present it. There's a lot of great attributes, but there's a lot of areas of opportunity that can be fixed. And that's why it's important if you're someone that is listening and Maybe you're in school or you graduated college and now you think, hey, that's it. No, no, you're really just really starting to begin. And don't and I'm not going to leave out people that didn't go to college because that doesn't make someone who did go to college any anyone anyone better. What it does say is, is that you have the same opportunity of being able to learn just as much or even more than anyone that did go to college. Because again, you have to understand that if you want to become phenomenal, if you want to become more than what you were yesterday, you have to invest in you. You have to pick up the book. You have to, you have to go ahead and and invest in that course that may be 30 bucks or 40 bucks or a hundred or $200 or even more than that. But if you really think about it, family, if you start equating it to the things that you have bought that didn't provide you that return in, or in value or that you couldn't go back and look at, how many times have you went out to eat and, and spent money and then you look back and it was just like, yeah, that was a good, you know, that was a good memory, but I can't take the memory and apply it unless I'm doing something to like you're creating YouTube or doing something what we're doing here is a podcast show. But wouldn't you rather take that money and invest in yourself so you can continue to grow and, and learn new, uh, learn a new skill set? You can't be afraid to learn a new skill set because you never know when that skill set is going to come in handy. You never know when your number may be called or where they may say, does anyone know how to do any video editing? And see, they didn't know on your weekends and in your days off or even before you even started your job that you were doing video editing, but you were just doing it because you, you were intrigued, you were passionate and you wanted to learn it. See, family, that's how you get started. I've, I've been asked, you know, I was asked one day. How do you find your purpose? I said, if I could give you that answer, if I would probably be a billionaire. But what I've learned to do is to continually to search out things that interest me. And when the interest or I find out that is is not aligning with what I want to do, I just don't do it anymore. When I started the show, 
I was interested or was passionate because I enjoyed the fact of being able to leverage a speaking, I mean, leverage a platform to be able to inspire people. If I get to a point where I'm feeling that I'm not able to inspire, or I'm not even feeling inspired, then I'll, I'll put a stop to it. But until then, I have to keep going. I have to keep putting in the work because what we can't do is what we're both guilty at, you and myself, which is, is that we'll, we'll get inspired, we'll get encouraged, but now the work has to show up. Now we got to put in the work and now all of a sudden that inspiration has left. So what does that say? Does that say that we were really inspired or were we, or were we fantasizing on what we thought can be, but we didn't want to, to engage in what the work is required? One thing about what you have to understand in this thing that we call life is rejection and failure. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the most motivated, the most inspired, the most living on cloud nine person in the world. Rejection is rejection. The feeling that one has when you have a certain expectation of you've done the work. You've given all you can give. You left everything out there on the on the floor. You left everything out there on the table. You left everything in the in the meeting. And yet and still the results are not shown. That hurts. That's painful. But then sometimes then I'll refer back to what Eric Thomas says is you in pain, go get something for it. That's why I was that's why I loved when it, that Langston Hughes, the mother to a son, because she was just saying, yeah, I know it hurts. I've been through some things, too. But you have to keep going. You have to pick yourself up and keep going. I'm not going to say pick yourself up by the bootstrap because it's not relevant. Reason why is not relevant, because I'm not wearing boots. I'm wearing sneakers. It's not relevant because that doesn't help me move forward. You're telling me just because you did it that I can do it. No, what I'm saying is, is that it's a process. Every day that you wake up, you have a choice or a decision is today. Today, I decide to win regardless what comes my way. And it's not always going to be fair. That's probably why MLK was saying you got to learn, baby, learn in order to earn baby earn see I like to remix that and say you got to learn and apply what you learn to be able to earn baby what you want to earn I hope you like that I said you got to learn baby learn but you have to apply what you learn so you can earn what you earn because if you don't if you could if you stack up all of this knowledge and I was so guilty of it that I didn't apply everything. I was so, I was more excited about the learning than I was applying. So I said, okay, something has to change. So I had to write out or I, I didn't, I didn't put this massive plan or schedule together or I wasn't putting it, you know, updating it every, every, you know, day and everything. What I understood is, okay, this is what I need to do. I need, um, as you guys know, I am, uh, in the process of studying for something that I failed three times. And the reason why is not even that I even need the actual certification, but for me, this is 
my Mount Kilimanjaro. This is, for me, the obstacle that's in the way. For me, this is an opportunity for me to lock in. And family, if I'm going to keep it a buck, I haven't been doing extremely well as far as putting in the required time to study. And, and the reason why is, is that I, it's, I'm in a force. I'm in a challenge of saying, see, I did this before. I dedicated hours and hours. That's all I did was study, study, study. And I fell not once, not twice, but three times. I don't want to go through that rejection again. But all I'm here to tell you, I have to come back. And the reason why I have to come back is because, see, sometimes I'll, you'll equate rejection with failure. I'm reading an amazing book right now, actually an audible. It's uh, 100 Days of Rejection. You need to go check that out. You need to go listen to that, especially I don't even care if you're not going through anything. This book, for me, in my humble opinion, is an opportunity to learn the importance of not not making a rejection an actual failure. See if Michael Jordan would have took upon himself and said, and I know you've heard the story many of times of how he got cut by his, his um, high school team. But what you miss in the whole conversation was, is that Jordan did go home. Jordan did go home. And when he went home, he, he, and I can imagine if you allow me to use my imagination on this, I can imagine that he was so excited about making the team. He was so excited about the opportunity to do something he really enjoyed that he loved. And when he found out the results he was not happy. He was so unhappy that he went home and he thought to himself, well, I just don't even want to play this game no more. It's not even worth it. And I don't know. Maybe he may have cried. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I'm using my imagination here. And then but what was so cool, what was so unique is his mother said, yeah, get that out your system. And I paraphrase because I'm thinking like how a mother would come in and say from a nurturing standpoint, get that out your system. But because it's time to get back to work, sort of like Langston Hughes mom said, you can't sit here on this porch because it's still work to do. So get back out there and go after what you want. So family, I challenge you. Get back out there and go after what you want. That thing that you set down, the thing that you said you were going to do, but you keep hesitating and procrastinating. I know I'm walking with you. I'm not perfect. I, I, I've procrastinated on many things that I said I was going to do. I'm still a work in training, but I'm able to identify that and say, okay, what systems or what things can I put in place to take this one step at a time? And what I've done and I found out that it was really actually effective is that I started writing on this big whiteboard that I got in front of me because I have no choice now but to look at everything that I said I wanted to do. Now I have no choice if people come over and they look at it and they say, oh, these are the things you're working on this week where are you at that now I'm being held accountable for the things I said I want to do and it's not fun family when you put your life <laughs> out in the open like this and say yeah I'm about to knock out these 19 or 21 things within this week and this is my approach to do it if I gotta double up if I gotta if I gotta stay up later if I gotta wake up earlier this has to happen because i put it out there in the universe that all of these things, if I continually to do them, if I continually to do them consistently will allow me to get closer, if not be able to walk into my dream and my vision. I'll close with this family. I know I've kept you too long. I challenge you today and this week.
whenever you're listening to this, to know your life is not a crystal stair and it hasn't been a crystal stair. But understand, you have the opportunity to change it. But that's up to you if you want to do it. Nobody can force you. Nobody can encourage you to do it unless you're ready to accept the information, unless you're ready to make the actual pivot that is going to be required, the sacrifices that's going to be required to do it. I don't even know you, but I believe in you, family. And the reason why I believe in you, because you wouldn't be listening to this if if you didn't believe that you, you can do it. So go out and challenge yourself today, this week, this month, this year. Don't wait until New Year's to write out New Year's resolutions on things that you said that you were going to do a month ago, six months ago. Because if we're going to keep it a buck between you and I, we both know that you, you're going to get excited about it for a week, maybe even a month. And then you're going to stop. So create the habit now, whatever that habit looks like for you. And I like something that I, I just learned recently. Um, and, oh, man, I can't even remember the guy's name. Uh, and I've, I'm actually going to start doing this. He said, start working on one habit a month, focusing on that particular habit. So for me, as I'm talking to you and I'm looking at my board, my habit is going to be working on my time management when it comes to the things I said I want to do. So family, I'll close with that. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope that I had some impact and I inspired somebody that's sitting on the couch, that's sitting on those stairs, and maybe even be that is probably sitting in their car listening to this or riding in their car um, and thinking, should I do it or should I not do it? As my mom used to say, don't put off what you can do today for tomorrow because tomorrow is never promised. Peace.